Welcome to Trail Talks, a podcast discussing the opportunities students have with career services. And now, from Utah Tech University, it's Trail Talks. Good morning, listeners. So today is really exciting. I have McKinley Hatch with me here today, participating through Skype. She works at SUU, um, and she is their events and marketing coordinator over there, and she is actually a Utah Tech graduate. So we're just really excited to have her on. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm super excited to be here. I go trailblazers. I have a a soft spot in my heart. Um, I am a big fan of Utah Tech, even though I work at SUU. So <laughs> yes, you don't have to hate one to love the other. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfectly. Um, McKinley, for our listeners, can you tell um, tell them a little bit about what you studied here at Utah Tech and a little bit about what you do at SUU as a marketing and events coordinator? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my time at Utah Tech University, I was a media studies major and my emphasis was in public relations. I found that um, emphasis and I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I felt like it was really hands-on. We got to work really closely with clients like in the community and and i loved how it was the active learning active life aspect right it was super hands-on and that's exactly what i wanted out of my education i didn't want it to just be theory i wanted it to be practical and so um using everything i learned in the classroom i use that every day and in, in what i do here at suu um working hands-on right every day in events and marketing what i do at suu um diving deeper into that we have our um, events on campus whether that's hosting hundreds of vendors or people uh or getting students to come to those events that is kind of what i do each day as well as the social media side of marketing and then event marketing event management all of that kind of stuff but everything i learned in the classroom has definitely helped me in my my career along with my other opportunities that utah tech provided some other internship opportunities and whatnot oh that's so awesome how did you find out about the opportunity at suu Honestly, I was just looking. Um, I had a great conversation with one of my professors, Erin Ortiz, Dr. Ortiz. I just love her so much. And we were talking in like January, February-ish, and I was about to graduate that May. And we were kind of talking about career options, which we had been for months prior, but she and I were just chatting about how that that time was when I needed to get started and looking for jobs. And she gave me some resources to help me in my job search and was able to, to help me look at, you know, my resume and, and cover letter and all of that. And I also came and visited the career center, which she recommended. <laughs> and I was able to get my resume and cover letter reviewed uh, by my career coach, which was awesome. And so that's, 
that's what helped me land this job. And I, I found it just by searching, you know, nothing, it wasn't anything crazy, just kind of from, from my professor's help. And then, um, of course, the career center who helped me craft up an awesome resume cover letter to land, land this job. Oh, perfect. I love hearing stories like that little success stories of career center <laughs> graduates. Um, that's awesome. So what motivated you while you were here to pursue media studies? Um, were you ever thinking about anything else or was it usually like, yes, media studies is what I want to go into? Yeah, I feel really lucky. I know like the average amount people change their major, at least at SU, is three times. And so I feel really lucky I never did. I was pretty sure what I wanted to do. And they honestly all came from, I, I knew kind of what I wanted to do my freshman year of college kind of my senior year of high school, but I didn't, my mom like recommended I try it out. Um, cause of my personality, she was like, I think you would enjoy this. And so, um, I was a senior in high school and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And so I just listened to my mom and said, okay, I'll try it. And I started taking some classes and I learned that it is what I loved. And it was really that first semester of college. I took communications class and and media studies classes and I was, I knew that's that's where I wanted to land and I chose media studies specifically because I wanted to do public relations and I loved like I said how hands-on the program is yeah yeah what kind of internships or projects did you get to do while you were here yeah um so each sub Summer, I decided, so I live in northern Utah, so each summer I decided to move back home and do an internship. Uh, one of them was an events and marketing internship. Uh, and then when I moved back to school, I worked in the marketing communications office at Utah Tech University. So I got to work hands-on in that office and make the press releases, the blog posts, help with the social media for the university. And uh, that experience really, really helped me. And and along with my classes, right, like learning AP style and incorporating that into writing press releases and, and everything. So I really loved how hands-on my experience was uh, in the classroom and trans all the transferable skills to the workplace and to those internships. So those were a couple. And then I also um, worked at Mountain America Credit Union doing, I was one of their events and marketing associates. They have like a team of events, um, kind of like, like sales too, like going to conferences and different places to promote the bank, you know, okay. and get people to to be Mountain America members. And so um, that was also one of the other opportunities I had in St. George while I was at Utah Tech. Oh, very nice. I hope that all of my students listen to this and gain inspiration from your experiences, because this is what we tried to tell people to try to get as many of these really cool hands-on experiences as you can in college to, you know, really double check that this is what you love, what you want to do, and hopefully it can lead you down a really awesome path later on. So oh, that's super cool. Um, when I was first talking to McKinley, when I first kind of met her and got to interact with her, she told me that she, uh, after college, right, or in college, you got to manage somebody's 
Instagram and, and blog. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so I, this was actually right after I graduated college, I got this job and I am just crazy. And I decide <laughs> that I get bored with the full-time job apparently. So I said, I wanted to find another little side hustle. I like to stay busy and my husband is in school. And so he's busy all the time. So I decided to get another part-time job as a social media manager. And I did that for a food blogger. Um, it was so fun. I actually don't do it anymore because um, I had some other things come up in my life that were taking taking my time, and I decided I didn't have time for all of it. And I, as another little side hobby, I teach a couple classes at um, the gym here in town. And so I like to stay active, and I felt like all my time was getting taken working. So I wanted to make sure I was giving enough time for my mental health as well. But um during that, I worked for the food blogger for about nine months was all. Um, but during that time, I managed her Instagram specifically and then um, helped create content and then all of the the video editing for the reels and, uh, you know, all of the Lightroom. I'm like, what is that? Adobe. I'm just like Adobe. struggling with the word Adobe for a second, but editing photos and videos and all of that um, for her social media and just getting them all scheduled out on a content calendar. And that was so much fun. That really was like a dream job for me. And I really wanted to keep doing it. But like I said, I needed to figure out where my priorities yeah. were. Full-time uh, job and part-time job. That's a lot. I know. I know. And then so in food, like in the food blogger world, uh, there, of course, in the business world in general, in general, um, the last quarter of the year is just super busy, mm -hmm. especially in food blogging. That's like all of the holidays you can think about. And so a lot of people are wanting you know, good family recipes for Thanksgiving or for Christmas and just the holiday season. And so I was already working 15 hours a week with that. Mm -hmm. And she wanted me, she was hopeful I would be able to bump up to 20 or 25. I just didn't feel like I had the time or energy to right. be able to work like 70 hours a week. So I decided to, to kind of just stop that because that's kind of what she was hoping for. And because I love my job at SUU, I didn't want to give that up either. But um, but it was such a good experience working with her. And that was more like a contractor freestyle or, or a freelance um, like job, which was super nice to see that that was an option. And I hope to be able to do more like that in the future. Definitely. How did you find her initially? Yeah, I actually followed her on Instagram oh, okay. because I follow all the food. My Instagram algorithm has me figured out. <laughs> I am convinced because all the content I see is food related. And so I just have followed her for years and she posted on her Instagram story that she was looking for a social media manager hiring for one. And so she had the application linked on there and I 
decided to apply just randomly and then interviewed with her and it all worked out. And yeah, I don't know, kind of funny how it all happened, but I, I had been following her for years and just loved her stuff and made many of her recipes. So I oh. thought it would be fitting to try and <laughs> try it out at least. Yes. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And maybe, you know, someday in the future, if like, you know, maybe a couple down, like years down the road, you'll be able to do something like that again since you really loved it. Mm, that's cool. Um, so what classes can you remember any specific classes here at, you know, Utah Tech that have proved to be super valuable? I know you said that you've like feel like you're using everything you learned at school every single day. Is there maybe like a specific class that you feel like that really applies to? Yeah, definitely insight. Um, that was like the public relations class. It's basically a public relations firm, like for the university student run PR firm. And that's where we worked with so many clients in the community. We helped a lot of nonprofits become aware and do different projects for them to create awareness in the community. And so that was definitely a huge one that I loved. And so many students love it too. It's super hands-on, which I love. And then another um, class that I really enjoyed was, it was my writing class. I'm trying to remember the exact title of it, but uh, Rhiannon Bent she taught that and it was so good. It taught me so much and it was all about like AP style and writing styles. And, um, I use those every day. I'm writing press releases constantly for work. I'm writing blog posts all the time. And so everything I learned in that class has really, really helped in my career. I think I would be really behind if, if I hadn't taken that class. Oh, God, that's good to hear. Um, so, so like with social media, with events, um, I know that you probably utilize social media, Instagram, Facebook, a lot to promote events. Um, how do you create that content? And how do you feel, you know, social media has helped gain or push students to come to the events that you plan? Yeah, um, it's, it's not an overnight process. Mm. It kind of takes some time to build up that trust. When I got into this position, the social media was not awesome. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, I was. I knew there was a lot of work that had to be done mm. um, to build that trust and build up an audience uh, on social media to get them to to come to our events as well. But there was also like a whole bigger purpose for our social media than just for coming to events. Mm -hmm. But that was probably the lowest way people found out about our events was by social media. And now that's one of our top ways people find out about our events, which is really cool um, to build that up. And we do that through surveys and different um, focus groups and whatnot to figure out how people are um, learning about our events, but um, it definitely was not overnight. But my biggest thing when I got into this position was creating a brand guideline in that aligns with 
the university guidelines holistically. So we were in sync because our stuff was just not university branded. And I wanted to make sure that 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 it was and that when people saw our content, they knew who we were instead of us having like purple and green and right. blue, all of this random stuff on our social media and no pictures and just graphics. And that was something that I wanted to change when I got in this position. And so the process has been long, um, but now it's been over, you know, two years and it's definitely grown so much, at least you know, by 200%, which is huge, um, at least follower wise, which is awesome. And then the engagement and reach has just skyrocketed compared to what it was, which isn't hard because it wasn't as engaging for right. but, uh, yeah, it's not, not an easy process. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Cause I'm going to be in charge of some social media marketing here for our career fairs and for our meet the firms and stuff. So I guess I better get on that now. <laughs> um, how do you approach, you know, event planning from kind of a marketing public relations perspective? And how are you ensuring that your events are, you know, aligned with those goals and objectives that you were mentioning earlier? Yeah. Um, so all of our events, I wanted to make sure students um, one thing I want to make sure I'm reaching the students where they are. So getting on the same level as them and understanding what is going to resonate with them to help us increase our numbers and getting students to these events sometimes is difficult. Um, it seems funny. It seems like, oh, they should, they should easily take advantage of these, especially our like networking events and our career fairs and and those types of things where it's really valuable valuable and beneficial for students to attend mm -hmm. um sometimes it's hard to get them there yeah. and so figuring out how to to reach them has been our biggest strategy and goal in in all of this is is reaching our audiences at different levels because they all kind of receive messages differently. And so it's been fun to test what that is. And I'm all about testing things if we haven't had data in the past. And I feel like my my brain's been wired differently in this job. Um, that is one thing I didn't realize how much like data analytics and and all of that is incorporated into my job mm -hmm. and i really do enjoy that side of it and i've learned how much um i enjoy getting that data to to be able to prove what works best for students and getting them to the events by targeting what what they're wanting you know instead of questioning what they want i Let's ask them. So right. that's kind of what I've liked to do to get them to these events and stuff. Right. Oh, very cool. Um, can you describe a challenging event planning situation that you've encountered in the last you know, few years and how you resolved it? Yeah. Every event, <laughs> Every event. something. There's always going to be something. And so uh, there was one actually just this last semester the spring semester we had our career fair actually and 
these things we plan out, like I'm planning them right now for next year. So we plan right. them out like far in advance, right? And um, we have the date locked in. We have our vendors coming. We have all of these things um, lined up way ahead of time. And this particular event was on the day of the biggest snowstorm of the year. Oh, no. And we have... Yeah, and we have people coming from all over, you know, all over Utah, but also all over the United States. And so getting them to fly here and stay and then those that have to travel in the snow, it was just those are things you just cannot control is the weather. And it was really unfortunate. I there's the even the day before we anticipated the snowstorm, it had been, you know, forecast it was going to be really bad and our president's cabinet was aware of that Mm -hmm. and they even considered canceling school and so Mm -hmm. there was talk on campus about how school is going to be canceled the next day and we had this huge event happening that is just not impossible to reschedule but pretty close to that right and so (laughs) <laughs> yes, with everything that you coordinate and everything, getting the space and trying to find a new space in a few weeks yeah. for the same event would have been just as difficult. And so, yeah, I didn't even know what to do. It was stressful, but um, we we made a plan, you know, and, and if it got canceled, we had a backup plan and we had a crisis communication plan basically and we're able to get it all worked out but that's kind of what happened oh, it all worked out though school wasn't canceled the event went great and those who braved the storm had a good time i'm good <laughs> yeah oh those things you can't plan for are so stressful um how do you like manage all of your deadlines because i know you're probably you know planning multiple events at the same time how do you you know keep track of everything and keep track of your schedule yes uh i use a lot of calendars and project management systems i've always been like a calendar like that is what i ask for for christmas every year i love calendars (laughs) and so i like even in school, I had like a color coded calendar yes. to bring with me everywhere, and I just loved it. Um, but I use, I heavily use our project management systems to make sure I set myself deadlines and tasks um, and prioritize them, especially when everything's a priority, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's, I feel like everyone's like, oh, just prioritize, but really, everything's kind of a priority and there's times when our events are like right in a row bam 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 and and i have a few days like you just have to sit down and like everything's a priority and i know i'm going to be putting in some extra hours those few weeks leading up to it and i just try my best to make sure i give myself deadlines and get as much done ahead of time as i possibly can like right now i'm trying to crank out as much as i can for late fall and spring semesters and that's almost like a year in advance and so i'm trying to like get as much of it done as i possibly can now and so that's kind of how i i manage the multiple things happening at once nice Okay, so we are almost out of time, but real quick, um, how, so I know you were saying that you guys, you know, you do surveys to ask 
students how they find out about events. How do you personally measure the success of an event? Yeah, so we track, I I have a whole, I created a return on investment strategy sheet for each like event. So what does that mean for us? Like the return on investment, what do we want out of this? And so you kind of have to figure that out for each event and it totally changes. But we decided for us, we decided what the that looks like, what uh, success would mean. And for us, it means the amount of students coming to our events. So we track how many attends. And then we also track how many get hired from like companies that do attend the events. And so we track both of those metrics and make sure students are getting hired from these. And then we're able to share those numbers with our different colleges across campus and our departments, so. Oh, nice, okay, great. Well, um, McKinley, I just wanted to thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast with me today and for sharing your experiences here at Utah Tech and, and you know, kind of being an advocate for our active learning, active life and proving that we, you know, are doing what we're saying we're doing and we're helping our students learn as much as possible so that it applies to their careers. Thank you. This has been awesome. I just loved being a trailblazer and I still am. So go trailblazers. (laughs) Go trailblazers. Ah, Well, thank you. And thank you listeners for um, listening to this episode. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Trail Talks, a podcast discussing the opportunities students have with career services at Utah Tech University. For more information, go to career.utahtech.edu. Till next time, this has been Trail Talks. This has been a production from a podcast studio.